We've got some hey, fresh I'm new Louis. young talent. And I'm Louis. And you're listening to the Content is Profit podcast. We spent the last four years learning the strategies and techniques from some of the top marketers in the world on how to create content that turns into profit. If you'd like to learn more how to turn your content into profit, go to contentisprofit.com. You won't believe who is here today. Oh my gosh. Okay, so before we get started, please do not forget to subscribe. Hit that subscribe button follow us on social media at bizbrosco but if you have been tuning into the last episodes you know how hard it was for us to grow our business in the last three years we did not know who we were selling to we were trying to solve everybody's problems and what's even worse we weren't publishing it wasn't until we met today's guest that not only our business grew exponentially but we grew personally as well he yells on camera he says he has big eyes. Monday is his favorite day. He made over $1 million from stage in one day, and he is best known as the king of offer creation and the one and only capitalist pig. He holds a very special place in our life. Please welcome Mr. Steve J. Larson. Steve, you have no idea how excited we are to have you on the show, my man. We are so pumped up. <laughs> That's easily the coolest intro I've ever been a part of. <laughs> we are just grabbing that, that, that awesome. clip right there. <laughs> yeah. Man, well, thank you so much, man. Well, one of the things that we want people to, to you know, get out of this show is like today we want people listening to leave this episode saying, today I'll publish my first video and create the best offer, like we did when we saw you live on stage, man. That's right. What do you think about that? Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> oh my gosh, man. Okay, so I know we got some time in here, so let's get to it, right? We want to really know how we, you went from like not publishing at all to selling more than a million dollars on stage. Like that for me was like my four minute mile. We've been talking about it all day. And that was like incredible. Yeah, that, that was a, an insane moment. I, I think for me, that moment when I, at the end of your OfferMind event, when you stood up, everybody was clapping. I could tell that you were so proud of yourself. I was like, that, that feeling, that's what we're <laughs> after right there. And I remember that you made so much emphasis on publishing. So yeah, we want to yeah. know all about it. I remember on stage seeing you guys and making eye contact and you guys were like, eh, and I was like, eh. anyway, I remember that. Especially like, looking at you guys. <laughs> these two um, random dudes. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, it's been an interesting journey. You know, I, I, I did not start out at all as a, as a, as a personality that I would consider worthy to go on stages or get on. I mean, I remember, I remember like, I was in college and I was walking through the auditorium and uh, basketball gym actually, and uh, and I look over at stage and I was in this zone for years, guys. I mean, literally since fifth grade, I remember having open conversations with my parents. What am I good at? You know, and I think a lot of entrepreneurs are that way. They're like, What am I good at? What am I? How am I going to go succeed? You know, I didn't have any natural ability or even attempted ability at any kind of sports like it, it just wasn't my thing you know yeah <laughs> like it, it wasn't i know you guys are like pro soccer players basically <laughs> and um 
I don't know. I really struggled with that question. And so walking through that gym one day, I remember looking at the stage and I thought to myself, that, that's what I'm going to go be the best at, or I'm going to go try and be on stages. And, um, which was a crazy thing for me to do because I, I was not the kind of guy that was, I mean, guys, I'm, I'm kind of an introvert, but most people that, that shocks most people. Like I really am. I actually just left a session talking with a guy and he was like, so wait a second, you're telling me that you on stages, you're like this, like kind of a guy, but <laughs> afterwards you, you, you're kind of alone. I was like, yeah, I'm, sometimes I'm kind of nervous of being a hermit the rest of my life, unless there's a stage to get on <laughs> because I'm really quite an introvert. I got congratulated by my teachers in, in high school that they could actually hear me, you know, after a while. And um, just because I wasn't speaking up or out or, you know, so anyway, weird stuff. So it's, it's a shock to me as well. And it wasn't until um, I started realizing that if nobody hears my message, they're not going to buy from me. You know, I got to get good at making the good kinds of noise. And um, unless I do that, I will never make cash, no matter how good the product is. I got the best product in the world. It deserves the attention, you know, that it needs to go sell. And that's what I got to go do. That's amazing, guys. If you're and if you're listening now, Steve is a guy that um, he comes from the ClickFunnel world. Like he worked right next to Russell Branson for a ton of years, and then he decided that he wanted to, you know, spread his wings and do his own thing, and you know, provide the value to the best of his ability to now thousands of entrepreneurs. And that's how we actually got to know you, Steve, was through the One Funnel Way Challenge. That's right. And uh, you you were there every single day screaming at the camera, which felt like <laughs> screaming at all. And we're like, yes, this is the coach that we need. And uh, we were so lucky that we were at your Offermind event for, uh, that was like the day I quit my job. The next day we were at Boise at your event. And that was by far the biggest investment that we've done in a coach. So sure. uh, and, and we've shared uh, that experience in the last episodes, how we were able to uh, increase our revenue six times compared to the last <laughs> four years that we were on yeah. business. Um, so, and I, and yeah, I just, so cool. that was amazing. So I just want to share with those listening and that are struggling with publishing, how important this is, because you said you were an introvert, right? And we met you in person and you really are an introvert. Yeah. And it's like the personality that's like, that you flow, like the other you, the, the Steve, uh, without that guy that made the right noise, um, you were not able to help uh, people like us uh, make an impact in, in the people that we help. So I want to thank you live for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah no, thank definitely. Thanks for doing the work, you know? You guys, you're the ones that did it, you know? <laughs> thank awesome. you. So th there was a story that stuck to me, right? That it was when you started working with Russell, you said he would be publishing consistently and you said, <laughs> and then you're like, well, whatever he says, I'm not going to publish, right? And, <laughs> and I was like, well, that sounds familiar because that sounds like the same exact thing that I was doing for yeah, three yeah. years that I was like, no, I'm not going to publish. <laughs> I know I have to, but I don't know why I was putting that self-limitation on myself, right? I'd say, no, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. So for those people that relate, that are in that position, right? Like what was it that made you go from, no, I'm not going to publish to I'll give it a try to now consistently publish like crazy? You know, uh, being broke long enough kind of makes you do stuff you wouldn't normally do. <laughs> you know, it, it's, it's just the reality. Sometimes the answer is to just feel a little more pain, you know, and uh, and, and to be like, fine, fine. I, I give in. I fold. Here's all my cards out on the table. Um, it was also, though, me seeing Russell do that. And I started asking myself questions like, 
even at that time, he was like, run, it was basically a hundred million dollar company, basically, you know, even just then. Um, when I when I started working at ClickFunnels, there was only like 13,000 users and 30 employees. I mean, wow. my my desk was a picnic table, you know, <laughs> yeah. in, in this old office, you know, it's just it's a bootstrap era. And Russell is still in the mode of chopping out all the other products that he had been selling up until then. Yeah. And, and beginning yeah. to just keep focused just on ClickFunnels and he's shutting stuff down. So it's a really interesting transitionary time. And um, uh, I watched him like, you know, he'd be like on the camera being like, what's up, guys? This is Russell Brunson. You know, yeah. and then he'd go over to his microphone. What's up, guys? This is Russell Brunson. Then he'd be on his blog. What's up? It's Russell Brunson. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and, uh, and I was like, what is the CEO of a $100 million SaaS company doing? Like, why, why is he doing that? Just turn on the ads, dude, you know? <laughs> and I had the, uh, some of that, that feeling just a little bit. And um, it's when I started noticing that this was the thing that created the best kind of audience. It's not like you yeah. can't create an audience with ads. But I will say even now, my best buyers always come from my publishing, not my ads. My best, um, um, my best work always comes out in the middle of a realization I'm having during an episode, not during something else. It's, it's, there's so many gifts that it gives you. And it that was a hard thing for me to go learn. And the, the harder part was not, what should I say? And that's what most people are afraid of. What most people are afraid of is they're about to open this big old can of worms called the inner thoughts of you. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, hey, th did you know these are what your thoughts are? Did you know that you're not thinking, you know, and you start having to learn to develop a greater relationship with yourself. And so I can't express the amount of self-discovery that's happened because of publishing. And I'm sure that you guys have experienced the same thing. It's yeah. weird, you know, and yeah. I, the confidence starts to grow and starts to develop. And I mean, it was, it wasn't until like episode 120 that I really can say that I, that I found my voice and was even confident in sharing my opinions. It took a long time. And, um, all that from the kid that was like, I was so shy. I got the nicest kid award in high school. You know, <laughs> no one could hear me. I was a big high school, and yeah. um, I wasn't nice. I was shy, and no one just anyway. So, I have a lot of uh, empathy for people who are trying to like figure this out and start moving forward and actually try to create content. Um, but I also caveat that with the other thing. I always tell my audience, I have a lot of empathy. I have very little sympathy. You know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'll feel with you because I felt with you, but I will not feel sorry for you, and I'll not empower you. And uh, yeah. I, I actually remembered that exact quote from the OFA. And I was like, <laughs> that is amazing, right? Because, I, I mean, again, growing up as athletes, yeah. we had coaches that, trust me, they didn't feel for you at all. Sorry Zero. for you. Yeah, they were like, yeah. no, you do the running, you go do the sprints, <laughs> right? So the fact that kind of like that translated into business as well, I was excited. Because at that moment, we uh, honestly, well, I don't think we've ever met someone that gave off that vibe. And we're like... Oh, this is all cool. Like, I feel I'm like running sprints up and down the field yeah. all over again. You know? we're, we're back in that like good. athlete mindset. And, you know, it's, it's funny that you mentioned that a lot of the people that we have conversations with, like we literally like cranked up our content like crazy from like four episodes a month now to like six episodes of two shows a like a week, which is insane. Yeah. 
right? Uh, so people yeah. are like, how do you how do you go from a place of zero to that? And and in part, I think it's been a, like a big mindset realization Definitely. where it's like, I'm. It's okay to fail. It's okay to embarrass ourselves in front of a camera. It's all part of the journey. So from like your own experience, what would you say to that somebody that right now has all the systems in place? Because we see a lot of people having all the systems ready to go, like punch it, but they they don't they don't hit that publish right they don't do it and for us it meant going live like crazy for 45 days straight and then again for 45 days straight to see the results and to see that revenue right that's attached to that content what would you say to somebody that's like right there in that moment in time ready to go and they're so afraid of hitting that publish um I usually find that people distract themselves with what type of mic they should be using and what kind of camera <laughs> Rather than, rather than, what will I say in this episode? Because that's a harder question. <laughs> you know, usually they're distracting themselves. One of the things I say in OFA a lot too, um, the one formula challenge is, uh, um, is something I actually heard one of my drill sergeants when I went through the army. You know, he said this a lot. He'd be like, "My job is to not make you feel better. My job is to make you better." And I was like, "Hmm, I appreciate that actually a lot." You know, not that he cared about my opinion, <laughs> but it was a. Uh, it was a good thing to hear. I was like, oh, that's so true. Any coach, gosh, please don't try to make me feel good. Make me good, you know? Yeah, and yeah. Um, uh, that's the same thing you're going to find when you start publishing is like, I mean, when it comes down to it, like the three of us on here right now, if you're watching, listening now, we, we easily could, we could help you put all the scripts together. We could help you put the mic. What's the mic? What's the camera? What's the, but yeah. there's just, it's not going to happen unless you face the thing and confront the beast. You know, and you just look at it and say, like, all right, I'm going to go tackle this thing and um, and really go for it. So no script can can account for that piece of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I'll also say that 80 percent of my buying traffic comes from my podcast, not ads, um, which is pretty crazy. So if you need to see the, where the revenue ties in, because a lot of people that way as well, they're like, I'm not going to do it unless I see the revenue. And I understand yeah. that. But uh, it's like planting a field and truly don't expect it to bring a lot of money in for quite a while. Um, and then it's like explosive cash, you know, it, it's way, it's, it's ridiculous. The, the amount of security and insurance that I consider it to be now, um, for the rest of my life, you know, and you guys are seeing the same thing. Yeah. Um, and, and not every episode's perfect. And I say my ums and my ahs and I, him and I, <laughs> and I I'm not good at speaking still. And, yeah. uh, you know, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's one phrase that you actually mentioned in, I think it was, the last time we went to to offer lab that is people come because of the topic but they stay because of you right yeah and, and i feel like the only way to develop that you that personality is by actually doing it like it, like you say it, it took you 120 episodes to find your <laughs> voice right yeah so i think a lot of people and i'm gonna be 100 honest that was me i i'm that person that you just described the mic <laughs> the camera like my, my brother can vouch for it you know And, <laughs> yeah, and it wasn't until we did 45 live that we were okay like no more excuses we're gonna yeah. go live and yeah. if we make mistakes or not it wasn't until there when we actually started seeing you know that growth and and the mindset aspect of it is yeah. amazing because I don't, i don't know how to explain it but at first i was just so afraid of like what other people will say right my best friends like what are they gonna say if they see me online and now i'm like 
I don't care what they say, you know, like bring it on. Like I'm so excited now. I'm like, I went through that too. Yeah. Like I want to hear all the feedback about it. Yeah. So So, yeah, it's exciting. So that's a, that's a great transition to the last couple of questions. because I know like, uh, you're so busy, you know, you get it. (laughs) (laughs) So one is we actually asked people, uh, outside in the community to send us their questions. And we chose one that it's really important. (laughs) Like, I feel like we need to address. Who is your business slash mindset bestie? <laughs> my my business mindset, like, coach person? Bestie. Bestie. That That's how they ask the question. That's how they ask the question. <laughs> no pressure. No pressure. Oh, <laughs> uh, I mean, Russell Brunson, for sure. She also said that you were going to say that as the answer of the question. <laughs> <laughs> so that's okay. That's okay. We can leave it at, at, at that. Hopefully she's watching right now and she's actually cracking up. But she also she told us that, hey, you're so into mindset, into growth, into business development, just like she is, right? Um, and she told us, hey, you have a quote. Your business only grows to the level that you do. So content obviously is related to your business. But with this quote, why why is that so dear to you? And uh, And how can people actually apply that today? Yeah, actually, I know exactly. Uh, I I was, gosh, and you guys, I, well, you said you went about four years struggling before something really happened. You know, it's similar. You know, it was five years of failures. Like, I'm saying, you know, and for so many years of my life, I did not really know another soul. I didn't mm-hmm. even know, besides this arbitrary, untouchable Russell Brunson guy, that was even trying to do this stuff. And so I felt very alone for a very long time. And I remember yeah. by some crazy stroke of luck from the gods after I started working at ClickFunnels, which was just mind-blowing. That was never part of the plan. Yeah. Um, once I started working there, there was this day, probably three months in, Russell sent me a message and he goes, hey man, I'm doing the inner circle meetings, which is like the only thing I wanted to be a part of forever. Um, I was following him for years before I ever started working for him. Um, and uh, um, he goes, hey, do you want to come and sit in on the room? And I about died. And I was like, oh my gosh, yes, I do. You know, <laughs> do I have to do work? You know, you know what? I'll bring my laptop and I'm just going to pretend like I'm going to work. Which is totally <laughs> what I did. I sat on the sides and I pretended to like, work, you know, <laughs> really, I was taking copious notes and I was listening to each one of these people stand up and describe the types of problems they were trying to solve. And, and they would also share something. And after like a week of this, it was just like, it, it was kind of like, you know when you come out of a movie that was really, really good and you kind of have that glow? Yeah. I, it was like that. But it had done it on such a fundamental level. I realized that these people were playing the the game of life on just this, I mean, this, this, I don't know, this magic tier that, that I thought was there, I believed was there. I didn't really know many people besides Russell, even until I started working with them, you know. And um, um, it somewhat ruined me. You know, I, I, only because I couldn't walk around the rest of humanity and I'm not judging them, but I was clearly like, okay, this is what I'm supposed to do. It was like, um, you know, cause remember back in fifth grade, I didn't know what I was good at. And I was like, what am I supposed to be doing in this world? And then I see this group and I was like, oh, I found you. You're right there. Here we are. This is the group. Where have you been? You know, and I was like almost mad about it. Oh, here you guys all are, you know, and, and. And then I became massively obsessed observing what Russell and all these other high playing entrepreneurs were doing. And this piece 
that I kind of made fun of for a long time called mindset was this massive topic all the time. I kind of made fun of it. I did for a long time. I was like, oh, it's woo woo. Oh, it's like, uh, just give me the formula, man. I, I don't know <laughs> what this mindset stuff. Just tell me what the formula is for me to go and have yeah. success. And it wasn't until I was got around and, you know, shame on me, you know, that, that's, not, that's not good. <laughs> but like, I, I started realizing these guys obsess on that topic. And I was like, if I'm going to be with these successful people, I got to go do that. And that was a big moment for me. Um, and I started working at ClickFunnels with even then just a very different set of eyes. I was no longer just an employee at that time. I started sitting down and I watched how Russell operated. I watched how many coaches he surrounded himself with. Who? Why, why would someone make his food? The guy doesn't make a sandwich? Like, what's wrong with him? Right? You see what I'm saying? Like, why is he doing that? Why is he doing that? And I started realizing that he was, a do- he was in this operating system that was just so far above what most people even know is out there. And, but he's not gaudy. He's not showboaty. He's a very humble guy. Yeah. It's like, so you can do that. You don't have to be a, a, a jerk, <laughs> basically. <laughs> like Hollywood likes to portray. If you're going to be rich, you got to be a jerk in the mansion. It's like, no, you don't. That's a lie. That's a huge lie. Thanks, yeah. Hollywood. You know, and so <laughs> I started realizing that stuff and I started asking really deep questions. And it was like, man, I was already a sponge, but that's really why. And I went just hyper sponge mode for the remainder of the time I worked there. And I stopped just learning marketing. I don't want to downplay that. But what I really started learning was this high level, lifetime successful entrepreneurial operating system. And he wasn't teaching it, but I was learning it. Um, that's that's really why. And that's why my knee jerk reaction is Russell. It wasn't just him. It was the fact that he put together this inner circle and that mastermind. Oh, my gosh. That, that was that was it. Amazing. Yeah, I, I love this story because of the fact of, you know, how people say, like, you grow in, in the environment that you find yourself in. Right. And yeah, that's yeah. one of the things that I found, honestly, in Offer Lab, in your community, just being surrounded and talking to the people that are at Offer Lab. Yeah. It has elevated our mindset, literally. Big time. So for yeah. that, thank you so much again, because, I mean, as yeah. we said in the intro, we not you haven't only helped us grow the business but us personally and i think that's just incredible yeah thank you steve awesome. so thank you. with that we want to be super respectful of your time so the last thing we want to ask you like super quick is like we always leave yeah. our audience with um an action point right so we talked about publishing how you went from like you know zero publishing not wanting to publish to like this amazing person on stage realization and mindset growth all this stuff so what is like that one action point that that you want the audience to take today actually uh right about the exact same time that whole inner circle lesson was happening and i became a sponge the other thing i started doing which was wrong was and i didn't mean to do this but it's a natural thing we all will do it yeah i started comparing myself to where these other people who are similar in age Okay, in the in the inner circle in other places and and I started looking around and I was like wait why did they get it done that fast why did it take me five years you know how come I why did I you know and it kind of it kind of I, I would get myself to kind of down with this and as far as an action item I I know one of the major core reasons why stuff is as gone as fast as it has is because of this right here you cannot ever under any circumstance compare yourself to someone else or the timeline that they did it in. It is always a race between you against you and you against yesterday. The moment that you start looking up and seeing how fast someone else has done it, you can start a comparison game and you discredit everything that you did do. And so as you start not celebrating your wins and you start not celebrating like, well, 
it was only a $5,000 launch instead of a half a million dollar launch. Like I know that you're probably doing and you're the, blah, 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 and you start downplaying it and you actually are, are placing in front of you stumbling blocks that don't need to be there. Yeah. Um, that you're not, you know, half of the stumbling blocks we hit, you know, they just come from being alive, <laughs> but we also place someone's in our, you know, in our own path and, um, that, that will wreck you. And so, um, I, st I started making a habit to celebrate my wins, even if they're small. It's where some of my childlike mentality kind of comes from. I'm kind of playful, yeah. but I'm like, oh, what's up? This is a sick song. Let's act, whoa, million dollar song, right? I don't know, but I genuinely like the song or like, I don't know, like with small stuff that seems like pretty inconsequential for what an adult is supposed to be drives me nuts. And so uh, taking a moment to look at what you're doing, it's amazing and not looking at what others are and then you don't feel it, that, that that saves you from being, and I still have to practice that. I was recently at another mastermind. <laughs> yeah, these guys are slinging around $20 million products like it's nothing. And I was like, whoa, and I started feeling small, you know, and I started feeling like, um, no, I mean, I do this thing. It's okay. It's all right. You know what I mean? And I just, and I catch myself that night in the hotel and I'd be like, what? Look at all the things that I've done. Steve Larson, you're comparing yourself to other people. Don't you do that. No, you know, and like, otherwise, like none of what you're learning is going to work. And every mindset you start to adopt will eventually fade. And every single skill set, you'll downplay it as if it's not the thing that you needed. Um, and that's, that's, I'd say what the biggest action takeaway is, is don't, don't like, it's just not worth it uh, to compare yourself to the people. Celebrate the other's success. That's the correct response. Congratulations, you had 20 million again on another product? That's so cool. I can't wait till I get to do that. But that's awesome for you. Right now, I'm focused on this, you know, and that's that's how you do it. Awesome. That that, that was the great spot to kind of like wrap up this episode. Yeah, that There's was so many things that we want to chat with you. One of them, why or how you became the capital speak, but I know we have no time today. So we might have to like bring you in for take two at some point, yep. uh, <laughs> especially because we do come from a capitalist country. No, uh, from a socialist, a socialist country. country <laughs> and, uh, sorry, yeah, a socialist. We are now in the capitalist country, but we do come from that. And uh, that polarization in your message, in the way that, that, that you portray yourself, that was highly attractive to us and it's one of the things that we and our like our business people and our, and our business partners struggle with big time so i think that's sure. like a topic on its own that we would love yeah. to to bring you on for that so with that being said steve how can how can our listeners find you and learn more about you uh, honestly the best place to go is uh we got we had a free summit that we do um it's called your final offer if you go to yourfinaloffer.com it puts you in a scenario as if you're not able to work and you need to fund your life with a product launch. What would you do? It's a free summit and uh, it's been pretty powerful. It's the best Be place. Beautiful. Guys, awesome. that's a wonderful place to to get started on this thing. Like, I, I mean, take it from us, guys. Take it from us. We, we, <laughs> our journey, it, if you see our journey as a graph, it was pretty flat until we met Steve and then he just took off. <laughs> the hockey stick effect. <laughs> with that being said, Steve, thank you again so much for coming and hanging out with us. Uh, please do not forget to subscribe. Content yep. is profit show. Uh, content is profit everywhere. Uh, follow us on social media at Co. And with that, we're actually going to leave you with Steve's favorite song. Hey! <laughs> uh. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Have a good one. I will Thanks see you guys. on the next episode. Thank you so much, Steve. Thank you. You guys, thank you so much. <laughs>